Hi everybody, this is A7X Fan Ben, and this is Pirates with Ben vlog number 66. So this might be the final vlog for quite a while because I am joining the U.S. Navy. I am leaving, scheduled to leave on December 14th, and obviously that means I won't be able to be in the Pirates CSG community nearly as much. Um, I basically can't be guaranteed being around um, consistently, so and there might be long stretches of time where I'm away for weeks or months on end. So, so long story short, joining the Navy, and uh, obviously that'll affect my participation in the community, but I have set up three new moderators at Pirates with Ben. So Wolf, Xerix, and Artist Turn, who some of you know as Ernie Prado from the Facebook group. Those three are going to be the moderators at Pirates with Ben. They already have moderating capabilities, and I may increase their you know power, so to speak, uh, right before I leave or sometime around then. So, so they're, they should do a great job. There's hardly any spam or trolling in the community anyway, including on Pirates with Ben on the forum there. So not worried about it. I uh, just wanted to have more than one in case they get busy. So, so anyway, so that's, that's the big news and one of the main reasons I'm making this vlog. So in terms of that, um, I encourage you to check out past content when I'm gone or when I'm away for long stretches. The amount of content I've made for Pirates is, uh, at least in my opinion, it's kind of staggering. I've played like over 10 massive campaign games with like really long battle reports for pretty much all of them. Um, I've kind of been there, done that with a ton of Pirates content. So, for example, some people want like reviews of game pieces, but I've already done, I think I've got about 20 miniature reviews or maybe a tiny bit less, but then I've reviewed pretty much all the game pieces between the Pirates CSG podcast and the collection review series. I've basically reviewed every game piece there is twice, uh, or at least most of them twice in a way, even if the reviews are short through those two means. So, and yeah, so there's, in the main menu, that alone can keep you occupied with uh, Pirates material for a really long time. The reviews, there's, I've added some categories earlier this year where you can see my fleets in the main menu of the site, the reviews, informational posts, there's a ton of info on the site, there's useful stuff. Um, the epic tag I wanted to include in the main menu. Um, there's 46 podcast episodes now, and there should be a few more before the end of the year, hopefully. Um, and I'll get to the latest one I did last night soon. I'm recording this on November 5th, 2019. So I'm not leaving until December 14th, but, you know, barely more than a month left. So, so yeah, this will probably be the last vlog for quite a long time, um, but we'll see about that. Uh, so yeah, the new moderators are there, so it'll be great, and then, and yeah, I've backed up and diversified some files, um, just so if something goes down, uh, I would still have stuff, like, a ton of stuff is backed up, and there's, like, backups of my site I've got downloaded, like, XML files, and, like, a ton of files are at BoardGameGeek and the Facebook group, not just on Pirates with Ben, so even if something bizarre happens where, like, Something bizarre happens where the site goes down when it shouldn't. All the hosting is paid for and set up and everything, but if something bizarre happens, almost everything is backed up in another form. And yesterday I actually um, saved some pages from the main menu of Pirates Ben at the archive.org internet archive site. So, so there's a lot of redundancy um, in terms of backups and whatnot. So anyway, all right, so... With that, there are a few little things that have happened, um, or maybe not little, but some cool stuff to talk about, um, kind of minor news pieces from the community. Cameron Neal from the Facebook group actually scanned um, a lot of the instructions on how to build ships 
So there's a ship construction guide. I put that in at least one of the informational posts or whatever, um, or in the information and stats page probably. It pirates with Ben, um, and he uploaded this to the Facebook group, I believe. So there's a nice PDF where he scanned um, the various instructional um, pictures from the WizKids Start Here rulebooks. So you can see the OE one is pretty extensive, so many ship types in that set. So, so that's really awesome to have. So thanks to Cameron for that. Um, I appreciate him doing that. And then, uh, not too long ago, September is when it started, Gladius is also at the Facebook group. Um, he got a pack, uh, a promotion edition Spanish main pack that doesn't actually say Pirates of the Spanish main on it, it just says Pirates, and it says special pack. So you can see the picture there if you're watching the video version of the podcast at least. Um, so eventually, we kind of figured out that it should be the pack from this Donald Duck magazine, which is like the Swedish magazine that contained the Scandinavian home islands. Um, so, so that's really awesome. And I didn't realize, I don't think we've, the community really had a picture of the pack itself that they came in. I thought they were just kind of loose in the magazine in like a clear package, kind of like the Savage Shores, you know, packs, so to speak. But, but I guess this is probably what it came in um, based on some of the stuff we looked at. So Scandinavian home islands are some of the rarest pieces in the game, some of the most sought after. Um, and that's a picture. That's not my picture either, of course. I don't have them. Um, they're super rare and tough to even track down, let alone figure out a price for. But that's old man's picture from a while ago that luckily I saved um, that shows the contents of the pack. And you can see on the right, you can see the pack that old man opened. It just has like, it just says pirates. It doesn't say a set name. Then you can see it, it says special pack underneath. So that's pretty cool. And one kind of funky thing is that I think there's some pictures of the Scandinavian home islands at Board Game Geek or somewhere, and you can tell that they're different. So there's, it's not the exact same fog bank and the exact same reef that are each Scandinavian home island. So they're a little bit different um, by pack, which is cool. So the truly crazy collectors could try to get multiple sets of the Scandinavian home islands, which is crazy. But if you're collecting all the different islands from all the different sets, I mean, might as well try to get every single variation of the Scandinavian too, which probably isn't even documented. They're so rare. I don't think we really have a record of which, you know, island shapes or reef or terrain types are in each pack or whatever, um, or the different variations that have been collected. So anyway, who knows? Maybe there's 16 of each of those too, like the regular islands. But anyway, so, so some cool stuff without a doubt. And uh, not too much else. I guess I'll do the podcast next. So, so last night uh, on November 4th, I streamed live the podcast episode with Tony Vigil, Piranha. So he was the rules arbitrator before Wolf took over in late 2006. And it was an awesome podcast, one of my favorites. Pretty much exactly two hours. We just talked a lot about the questions, and we went really in-depth on play styles and house rules and favorite stuff from the game. And it, it was awesome. So, so later today, I hope to get the audio versions up and upload and everything. By the time this episode, this vlog comes out, it might be out. So anyway, so that's podcast number 46. I think that's like the fourth or fifth guest um, from WizKids I've had on this year, which is really cool. So, and like I said, I hope to do at least one or two or three more podcasts, no more than three, but a couple more podcasts for the end of the year, hopefully. So anyway, now we get to the deal of the day. Guardian 958 has a nice lot up on eBay. You can find a link to this in the description below. Got some solid quantity and quality here. So I'm seeing 
a Frozen North LE, a Crimson Coast uh, promo or LE, some solid rare Five Masters, a bunch of Crimson Coast and Caribbean stuff, and then a bunch of Ocean's Edge Special Edition. So this one is uh, going to end Sunday, and uh, I think it just looks really good. I mean, the shipping is decent, 14 decently high, I should say, $14 plus, but but uh, I think this, this could easily go to $30 or more, or 70 or more. I don't even know. Who knows what it's going to go for. So I think it's a cool lot. So And that's the only thing that really impressed me. Um, I didn't see any sales at Hills Wholesale Gaming, I don't think, um, right now at least. Although I will say um, Hills Wholesale Gaming almost always does big sales on... Black Friday, and usually for a few days after that. Sometimes it starts early, like on Thanksgiving. So if you're looking for a good cyber deal on Pirates, I would highly recommend watching out for Hills Wholesale Gaming sales on Black Friday through Cyber Monday, maybe, I think is usually what they do. But um, the deals have been not quite as numerous or incredible the past, like, two, maybe three years. But, but still... Almost definitely going to have some stuff on sale there. And not just Pirates, of course. You collect the other board games on the left. They'll probably have a lot of sales. So that's a great place to get packs in the first place. So so just after Thanksgiving, especially, highly recommended to check it out. So now we get to the card of the day. So I'm going to do sets 1 through 14 to include Return to Savage Shores. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to include... Uh, the unreleased stuff, because I'm going to use the master spreadsheet to find this uh, game piece that I'll see. So I'm going to go to 15 just to include unreleased, even though it's not an actual set. I'm just going to include it. And uh, But we get five. So South China Seas, one of the best sets, I would say. And that numbers, I think, to 300 technically with the Bouchuan. So, and I just, if, you're not, if you notice any mistakes in the master spreadsheet, I just correct, corrected a lot of them. Recently, when I did my total recosting, because I was looking, I was using the master spreadsheet as a basis for that. So, a lot of those mistakes have been corrected, and a new version is on um, Pirates of the Ben homepage. And I think there's new versions of the Facebook group and Board Game Geek too. I try to stay up to date on uploading new versions. So, sorry about the mistakes. Most of them should be fixed, or hopefully all of them. So, so this number is the 301 actually with the Gale Force 9. I'm going to go 49. So I got a guess, as usual. Um, I think, I'm going to guess HMS Cheshire, I think. That's an uncommon English ship. Um, I'm trying to draw upon my my knowledge of the game. HMS Lord Kettering might be number 045. Let's see what happens here. So 049. I got it. Nice. Usually I'm off by a few numbers, but this one I got perfectly. That's not, I didn't make that up, so... That's what you get from playing campaign games for years and just doing the collection review series and just seeing numbers and doing trades and being obsessed with the game. Yeah, HMS Lord Kettering starts the English ship with number 45 and then 049 is HMS Cheshire. So this ship is solid, uh, if unspectacular. Not a bad one. So 14 points for an English 3 master. This is the square rigged ships that don't have the jib boom like the other ones. Uh, 3 mast, 4 cargo, SL speed. All four L cannons, and then the reverse captain ability. So after the ship resolves a shoot action, she may move as a free action. So this one, the speed is pretty much the best attribute, but you throw in the cargo and the ability, it's not too bad of like a defensive gold runner. Uh, the price is too high. I probably lowered this to like 11 or 12 maybe in the total recosting. Um, so, I don't know. I would usually 
run this empty maybe, or maybe with a Helmsman or Explorer, just as like a basic gold runner for the English. Not in a smaller game, maybe in a larger game where you can afford to spend 14 points on a three-masted, you know, empty gold runner. But the ability kind of works, actually, because I think she's much more suited to gold running than combat. The English don't have a lot of ships with this combination of speed and cargo. And then the guns are kind of serviceable, so you might get to an island and then explore it. And then while you're exploring, an opponent might come and attack you. And then if you have any cannons left over you could use them to shoot and then use the reverse captain ability to move away after. So so the reverse captain ability actually works pretty well for this ship. Um, as I said, it's not a great ship. It's just, it's all right. It's not terrible, but not great. Um, it should be real, real solid at like 10, 11 points. But 14, you know, that's, that's not quite worth it. So, and yeah, just right around here, the Prince of Chester, or however you pronounce it, is probably better, is a better ship. HMS Malton, better for the same cost, at least for the most part. So, I would give the Cheshire maybe a 6.5 out of 10, probably, for a rating. Um, but yeah, if you think of it like 5, 5.5 as average, she might have to go down to like 6. 6.0 out of 10, maybe 5.5, but probably 6, 6.5, I would say, for my rating. So, feel free to rate her uh, in the comments below. So... That's the card of the day, and picture of the day, I forgot to pick one out yet, actually, but I've been rereading the battle reports for Vassal Campaign Game 1, which was played between myself and Xerix, basically spring 2016, over the course of three months. It's probably still my favorite campaign game ever. I mean, it's a very close, you know, vote in my head, if you will, on that, because Command the Oceans and others are so amazing, too, but this one, this might be the best played campaign game I've seen, or... I don't know, it just, it had it all. It just had everything. So, it was an incredible game. I'm rereading the reports. I'll try to find some crazy picture here. So, and rereading it, it's really made me kind of remember how amazing it was. This looks like a good picture of the day, so I'll just go with this one. So, still on post-image, so hopefully that site will survive. But, um, eh, it's not bigger, so I'm just going to look at it on the page. So, this shows the war for CG1. Spoiler alert, but... I mean, the game's from 2016, so three and a half years ago. Um, the war for CG1 towards the end of the game between the Spanish and English. And in the middle of the picture here, there's this massive battlefront between those two factions. Um, the red tokens indicate that those are ships the English are trying to scuttle, because they were just trying to get those ships out of the way so their other gunships could surge forward to keep battling the Spanish. Um... So, and you see in the middle of the picture, in the center there, you see a lot of ramming and boarding going on. I think that might be the Neptuno that's on fire, I'm not sure. And, yeah, it's just crazy. And then there's, like, the super squadrons of full of cancelers were assembling the Spanish on the right in the east, and then the English at the top of the frame. Some of their capital ships with cancelers were assembling to form, like, super squadrons, which would face off in a handful of turns later. So, really amazing game. There's not really, I don't think there's really a campaign game battle report I can recommend more than Vassal Campaign Game 1, um, which is all over my saying different links on like Battle Reports Compendium, uh, the Huge Game Legacy thread, and I've linked to it in various places, and I can try to remember to include a link um, in the description, of course. So it's not as nearly as long as the battle report as Command the Oceans, which is much harder to digest because it's way more text for Command the Oceans, and it took way longer. There's way more to it. 
CG1 is a really long game, and there's like battle reports are really long. Like I'm holding tape down, you can see this. Hopefully, you can see the scroll bar on the right. Like, you know, it's a huge battle report, but if you really want to get a feel for what it would be like to play a Vassal campaign game, um, CG1 was the best of the three so far. CG2 and CG3 were more lopsided, and CG1 was just classic. It just had it all, and it basically didn't. The game didn't really have any flaws. I feel like so it's one of the only campaign games I've ever played that was like pretty much perfectly fair. It was played really well, and it was just, it was epic throughout, and like I said, pretty much no flaws. I don't really have any complaints about the game, really. It was awesome. So, pretty much a perfect campaign game experience, uh, which is kind of hard to achieve, because a lot of times they have to be cut short, or physical ones can be kind of demanding, because you, you have to reach over a table, and then you knock ships over, stuff like that, or you have to go back to a binder to get deck plates out. Um, and then the Vassal campaign games, sometimes they're really slow-paced, or... Um, or whatever. So, or some of the ship types are missing, but that's not too big a deal for me at least. So, so yeah, new podcasts, good battle reports. I guess that wraps it up. That's all the features. So, uh, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. And, uh, feel free to check out more of my Pirates content.